0: Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to those people that you do business with, and very excited today to be joined by Dr. Corey Rubin of the Michigan Dermatology Institute in Waterford. He's been in the business for six years and uh, opened his own practice about a year and a half ago, and he has a lot of interesting topics to cover for us today. So Dr. Rubin, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today?
1: Great. How are you doing? And thanks for having me.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, I know you have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here, so I'm excited to get into it, but I guess let's just start out with what got you into the dermatology business and uh, what's kept you in it, and ultimately, um, what motivated you to start your own practice? Yeah,
1: great question. So originally, I was um, really interested in ear, nose, and throat, head and neck surgery. Um, The further I got into my training, the more I realized Uh, I wanted to have a little bit of more opportunity to treat more patients, um, have a diversified day, medical, surgical, a little bit of cosmetic, um, and also opportunities to grow. Um, I wouldn't be able to have my own practice nowadays if I was um, not in dermatology. So um, I love all things skin. Um, I myself uh, have uh, a family history of skin conditions. Um, so it really just triggered that passion. Uh, and now that, I'm, you know, all in, uh, with my own practice, um, I couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah. You're definitely not messing around there for those that have not been to his office. Uh, just an incredible setup, uh, what they've done with that building. I, I can't remember. Did you start that building from scratch or did you renovate a building that was already there?
1: Yeah, so the building um, was actually vacant for several years. Uh, When we first found it, it was totally gutted. There was only the structural uh, building um, and the uh, structural flooring. There was no electrical, no HVAC, plumbing. uh, There was no walls, nothing. So we literally uh, had a blank slate, and we got to make our dream come true.
0: And you're always greeted very uh, warmly there. He has an awesome staff. Um, You know, sometimes it can be a little bit of tense when you go into for some of these appointments um, and they do a great job of keeping you relaxed there for sure. So, um, so many different topics that we can get into here, but one that you and I seem to talk about the most um, that you get the most inquiries about that people are most concerned with is skin cancer. Um, and all the different types of skin cancer. And you had mentioned to me something very interesting about these melanoma genetic tests that you have now. So there's actually a way through DNA um, that you're able to potentially detect issues people might have. Talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, when you talk about dermatology, a lot of people get famous from things that um, are once, you know, um, body contouring, aesthetic improvements, et cetera. Uh, but a lot of us get into uh, dermatology because it is a real medical field um, and it is a high burden of disease. So um, skin conditions are actually the second um, most costly uh, skin um, or most costly uh, aspect of healthcare. Um, And one of the big things that we take care of is skin cancer. So Skin cancer is so prevalent, it's some of the skin cancers we treat on a daily basis don't even get into the statistics that you hear about all the time about what are common cancers. One that does get talked about because it's not as common is melanoma, however, the the common uh, part of it is actually increasing dramatically um, over the last 20 to 30 years. Part of that is because of increased detection, uh, our ability to really um, find these melanomas before they become bad. And also part of it is because um, the increased use of ultraviolet radiation, in particular tanning beds. Um, I don't want to get into the politics of things like that, but obviously as a dermatologist, it's not something we're going to be fondly recommending. Um, Now, the cool thing about melanoma is we've had so much interest in it in our field because it is the most deadly skin cancer um, overall. Um, There are other more rare cancers that can cause problems, but um, ones that you're likely to see that are deadly are melanoma. Um, So it's easy to take a skin exam, do a biopsy, uh, diagnose melanoma, but what if you could take a step back and prevent Melanoma, or get an overall risk assessment personalized to you about whether melanoma is important. And then, what if you have other factors that put you at risk for other cancers, such as pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, colon cancer, other common cancers? Some of these have been associated with melanoma through your own genetics. And I'm excited this year because I've been in touch with these. uh companies that are on the cutting edge of helping to develop a personalized cancer risk for my patients
0: so tell me how this test works and uh, what the timeline is to get results back on it
1: yeah so basically it starts with an evaluation in the office we ask you several family history questions we do a skin check and depending on your answers and the findings um, we have different techniques that we can do to help assess your cancer risk Uh, One is a saliva test, it's just a spit test, depending on if you have a higher risk um, of previous cancers, and that can help detect your risk of cancer aside from melanoma, Um, just spitting in a cup. Um, Usually this is about a week or so back, you also can get um, a genetic evaluation um, and detailed uh, description of what your genetics show, so you can understand your overall cancer risk. If we see certain spots on the skin, certain spots are changing, the coolest thing that I think has happened over the past year is the ability to do a non-invasive painless biopsy. Um, You might hear of it on the internet called the sticker biopsy. Um, Basically, it's taking little, little cells in a painless way from the spot and analyzing their genetics to see if there's any chance that this, this spot could become bad in the future. Now, a lot of times it's negative. What that means is you don't have to worry. You've been following a spot, you're just not sure about it, you don't like it. You don't wanna have a scar or any procedure. We can just put a sticker on, get a genetic sample painlessly and reassure you there's nothing wrong. On the contrary, if there is genetic signaling that has been shown to be in melanoma, then we found it early And chances are, you come back in, we do a biopsy, it hasn't developed into full-fledged melanoma. And this is a preventative way of not allowing melanoma to, God forbid, spread and cause serious disease.
0: Amazing, amazing what they're doing with technology right now. That's great stuff. And then, and usually how long does it take to get the results back on any of these tests? All these tests usually
1: take about a week. Now, again, these are not done, these are not analyzed in-house. Um, they are sent off uh, to uh, another lab that um, makes the test. Usually we get the results within a week um, and we give you a call whether it's positive or negative. um, And we make uh, sure that you fully understand everything about the test and what the plan will be moving forward.
0: So all those tests are great for people that may not think they have uh, skin cancer in any way, but what about people um, that might be watching this that maybe have some moles that look questionable or whatnot, what are some things that they should be noticing on their bodies to say, man, I should get that checked out?
1: Yeah, the famous uh, uh, algorithm is A, B, C, D, E's. So A is for asymmetry. The spot just looks a little off. It doesn't look like your other uh, moles. You can't take it and divide it in half and it's equal on both sides. B is for the border, so if the border seems, the edge of the spot seems a little bit irregular, not uniform, um, not uh, the same, that's another potential sign. C is for color, so if it's multiple colors, um, that is always something, or the color is changing, that's something to take note of, and that's something that um, you would definitely want to have evaluated. D is for diameter, so it's six millimeters, which is, Bigger than the, um, I don't know if this is going to be dating me, but bigger than the eraser uh, on a pencil. Um, I don't know if we use those anymore, but uh, about twice that size. Um, And then E is for evolution. Uh, So if you've been looking at a spot and then you look at a spot a month later, three months later, and it just is changing, um, that's definitely one of the more worrisome things in terms of prompting you to make that appointment. And then S is for signs or symptoms. So if a mole is itchy, if a mole is bleeding, um, these are definitely things that you just don't want to ignore. You would want to make sure you get those evaluated. Now, part of the hesitation with getting evaluation is getting that bad news or the possibility of a painful procedure to have the spot removed, which is why it's so exciting that we have these painless non-invasive ways to give you the information you need, give you a little bit of a buffer um, and reassurance possibly that you don't have to go through a painful procedure or letting you know early on yes this one is potentially something that we should get rid of Um, and then that way you can feel more reassured that we're not just putting you through a procedure unnecessarily. One stat that I just want to throw out there that I heard. 96% 96% of traditional skin biopsies where you put a needle in, you numb the skin and you do a biopsy and it has to heal up over a few weeks, 96% come back negative, which is why I love this sticker test because I can do the sticker test painlessly and avoid so many negative unnecessary
0: biopsies. No, it's great stuff. The ABCs of uh, skin cancer detection. I like that. And uh, it's You know, skin cancer is certainly very treatable, but it's the early detection that's the key, just like any other kinds of cancers. So whether or not you have questionable moles or if you think you might be at risk of it or you want to find out you're at risk of it, there's really no reason for uh, anybody to not call and and get one of these tests and procedures done. So uh, obviously skin cancer is the big one uh, on everybody's mind. But what are some of the other conditions you see a lot of or maybe you've seen a lot of lately that you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, so actually, we see a lot of uh, a couple different things. Number one, hair loss. Um, That is something near and dear to my heart, um, because it's very important that I have as full a head of hair as I can. Um, A lot of the hair loss uh, is multifactorial. Obviously, uh, uh, the past 12 months have been unlike any we've had in almost a century. Um, So A lot of different factors, whether it's stress, whether it's diet change, whether it's um, several other things um, can trigger a significant amount of hair loss. And we are seeing that a lot in the clinic. Itchy skin, um, dry skin, skin that is not being taken care of like it used to. um, We are seeing a lot of that also. Um, A lot of chronic conditions, acne, right? Uh, Stress does flare acne in certain people. Um masks flare acne in certain people. And I know we wanted to touch on me a little bit, so maybe we'll just add it in right here. Um, and then just all the other common chronic skin conditions that uh, people take care of, um, eczema, sun damage, uh, moles. Um, just because a pandemic is happening doesn't mean that the skin stops having active conditions that need treatment
0: we made it almost 10 minutes without talking about COVID. I'm impressed uh, we made it this far, but <laughs> I, I do think it is something I wanted to address with you. That's something that came up that I don't know that people thought about with mask wearing is the mask knee issue. So what are some of the best things people can do to try to prevent that, you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know when the masks um, will go away, if they'll go away. Um, there's, uh, you know, there, there is some serious um, need for, uh, protecting yourself, um, until hopefully we're in the clear, but at the end of the day, if it is causing your face to not, um, look like it needs to, um, especially with the virtual world where, um, people have to, can see you right there up close, um, appearance does matter still in the professional world. Um, so certain things you can do, obviously, if you get a mask and it doesn't Fit right, um, or you notice that it's breaking you out. It could be that you're also just sensitive to the material in it. Okay. Um, You also want to give your skin a little bit of a break. Um, As much as uh, you don't want to officially say this, but kind of getting the mask off your face to let it breathe a little bit. um, That's always um, helpful. Skincare products. So if you never use skincare, this might be the first time you do. Uh, A lot of the maskne is due to occlusion, um, different um, compositions of the moisture, which lead to the microbiome on your skin, which is all of the different natural bugs that live in harmony with our skin, um, as as, uh, contradictory as that sound. But we do have tons and tons of bugs that live on our face that keep acne under control, keep other skin conditions under control, And the thought is that the mask is causing disruption in that microbiome and then obviously just the uh, occlusion of the hair follicles which is not allowing your natural oils that would usually come out onto your skin to moisturize to get clogged up and fill up and form the pimples and the um, uh, 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 pustules that form with acne
0: there's always a solution for everybody whether it's wearing a different kind of mask or uh, maybe some treatment that you just need on there but nobody should not wear a mask because they're afraid of masking me because there's an answer for it right
1: absolutely and at the end of the day there's masks that don't have to go on the face there's shields Um, but if you have a um, if you have to wear a mask whether it's for your job um, whether it's just for practicality, we have tons of treatment options so that you don't have to um, suffer from acne.
0: Got it. Well, hey, I give you a lot of credit, Dr. Rubin, for going out on your own and deciding a, a year and a half ago or whatever it was right around there to open your own practice. Um, what has it been like? Uh, obviously, a challenging first full year uh, with all the challenges you ran into last year, but. You're battling through, um, you're still very active and creative in all the different things that you're doing. Just to kind of tell me what it's been like here. It's um, It's been an
1: experience that everyone asks me about because uh, most people are not going out on their own anymore. Um, a lot of it has been through consolidation. Um, a lot of it has been from outside uh, interests um, such as private equity um, and other things that are, Um, consolidating healthcare as we speak. Um, One thing that worries me is um, not letting patients have their provider. Um, And that to me is why all of us go into medicine. We do wanna take care of patients. Uh, But at the end of the day, if we are going to be run by people who don't take care of patients, it can cause potential huge conflict of interest. My goal with going out on my own was to bring back that community uh, office where you felt like it was your office. When you call, you get right to our office. You don't get to a call center. When you come into the office, like you said, our our philosophy is customer service, okay? We want to wow you from the, the second you open the door to the second you close the door from leaving. Okay, so that doesn't just include me giving you the best medical care possible. That includes my staff making you feel like you're at home, you're part of the family. Um, unfortunately, a lot of um, a lot of healthcare is trending away from that um, uh, foundation of the patient and provider relationship. And I just, as a um, someone who cares about my patients, I just didn't feel that that was right for me, and I felt that personalized care is the best
0: care. I can feel that definitely. Like I said, every time I come to your office and I can also feel how much your patients love you. I've met a couple of them. Um, I can see how much you love working with them. So it makes sense to me why you would do this on your own to give that more personal attention. So many success stories you've had over the years, but is there maybe one that really kind of stands out that really makes you smile every time you think about it where you've helped somebody out?
1: Yeah, actually, um, I have a patient who, um, very sweet woman. Um, I saw her uh, one time. Uh, She has a condition called hydratinitis separativa or HS, um, which I take care a lot of. Very, very challenging dermatologic condition. Many people don't take care of it uh, because it's so hard. Um, Anyway, she was young. Um, It was not your classic HS. Um, and, uh, I happened to see her, she happened to be on my schedule, um, at the right time. Uh, backstory on her is she has had chronic seizures that have been uncontrolled. Um, she's had eight years of inability to get pregnant, multiple, um, cash payments for in vitro fertilization, obviously relationship with the husband had its ups and downs. Um, and she also had chronic, um, joint pain in her, um, jaw. So I got her on a medication that helps with HS or hydratinitis. And within two months after eight years of unsuccessful attempts, within two months she was able to get pregnant. Um, to this day, she remains seizure free off of her seizure medicines and all the pain medicine she needed for her joint pain, she does not need. Um, and so every time I get the uh, privilege of seeing her and her baby, beautiful baby, um, it just reminds me of um, why I dedicate literally my life. And my wife would tell you that um, I'm maybe so boring. I'm, watch, I'm reading about dermatology on the weekends, um, but but that's a constant reminder of my passion and why I do it.
0: That's just fantastic, fantastic story there. So um, I know you could probably go on and on with many others, but uh, we need to kind of wrap this up here, but let people know best way to reach out to you and schedule an appointment.
1: Yeah. So, um, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Um, we are on, uh, you know, Google maps, um, Michigan dermatology Institute. Um, we have a website, michigandermatologyinstitute.com where you can submit, um, an online request for an appointment. You can always pick up the telephone and call, um, or you can, um, just come in, um, and schedule an appointment. Um, we don't, We make sure to be available for any emergencies um, that you need, um, even same day. Uh, We are here to take care of people.
0: Very good. Well, hey, Dr. Rubin, thanks again for coming on. It's always great chatting with you, and uh, please reach out to him and uh, schedule an appointment. Great, thank you.